Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to Source Experiences. In this episode, I'll be bringing on a brother M and I'm going to keep his name anonymous for his own personal reasons and our own personal reasons. And uh, brother M is a is a well is a well 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 known brother in the sense of of his own accomplishments. And I'm very grateful to have met him. We met at a park <laughs> with our children, so this is it was this is it was a family friendly event when we met. All right, brother, brother M, you will just go ahead and let people know about yourself. Well, <clears throat> I grew up in a uh, you know a small area, you know, um, mainly uh, in Hillsboro. I go ahead and tell you, it's, it's a Hillsboro area. Mm. You know, not too far. I'm pretty local, but. It's um it's been a, a whole different learning experiences from these last three years I've had through Renaissance. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that from a kid growing up, the things we run into as kids, like um we observe in mm. the way that we observe life is, you know, pretty much through our eyes and everything and what we're taught. Mm-hmm. But if we're been if we've been taught and the parents that are teaching us not even knowing what they're teaching us, they're just kinda, you know, just winging it right and that's pretty much what most parents do because it doesn't come with a rule handbook or anything like that and you know my dad was gay my mom was gay i don't know if you want to hear this whole entire background into what led up to this point but so the whole you know society about the sex being with the same sex i don't have an issue with that but that is a sensitive subject for a lot of people yeah, we're agitators. We we speak yeah. on the sensitivities. Yeah, so right. I mean, like I don't I don't disagree nor agree. I don't. I'm pretty much neutral in mm-hmm. any situation. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like a higher power, I've been kind of you know just going along with everybody else and the way they feel about it. Mm. But you know when once I got to 37 years old is when a whole different type of awakening started to happen. Uh-huh. I started to to notice and think more into of things happen for a reason type thing, mm-hmm. and I started noticing small details. Uh-huh. And so whenever I would notice, you know, people just trying to live on a day to day basis life, man, it, they they never seem to look more than the next day ahead, right. and like you'll continue the same process for many many years until you can't continue that process and you make you make no progress. Mm-hmm. And since pretty much you're pretty much working yourself until you die, mm-hmm. and like my parents, they they really didn't know much about being parents, so they didn't teach us. You know, this is what you need to do, and you know, try to get a status for the next day, and try to better your tomorrow, or at least try to you know keep your kids in a decent you know mm-hmm. atmosphere as you mm-hmm. get older, because like your body shuts down once you get to a certain age. Right, right. And like, so you can work your entire existence away, but like it's it's hard trying to trying to see what problems is gonna head you know your way in the mix of working. I apologize to be my first time doing anything like this, but still, I'm mm-hmm. trying to I'm trying to go you know one step at a time. But brother, no, that's that's how life is. It's a step yeah. at a time. So like, should I um. Should I go ahead and tell you about the experiences I had, or should I just... Yeah, so when we were at the park, we were speaking on, um, on actually, we clicked very well, yes. so because of that, and uh, we spoke on spiritual matters, yes. 
and also some um, current current events yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that are happening and the actually the what's behind the veil. So yeah, definitely start with the spirit, with your spiritual experience okay. and uh, with that awakening. All right. Well, I was struggling with um, the feeling of like going nowhere mm. into the point where I felt like I didn't even want to be alive anymore. And right, it, kept, right. it kept on being to a certain struggle just to get out of bed, to have motivation, to want to do anything in life. Even though you have kids, that, that is your motivation. But once I started to, like, I couldn't tell if I was asleep or I was awake. Mm. And so within that time, I had a car accident. And in that car accident, I was in a coma for, you know, I want to say three days or so. Within that three days, I was speaking with a higher conscience or a higher being, you know, and pretty much I'm wanting to say it looked like a creator or you could say God or I don't really know. All I know is it pretty much gave me an option to see things in a different perspective or in a different way of life. Mm-hmm. And like, so what you do is is like when you cross over in I say like a death experience you you'll get to see like where you go in the afterlife in those who choose to go you know the wrong way in life there is somewhat of a type of punishment for you mm-hmm. and like I guess that's more like a selfish person or whatever the case may be but I was given an opportunity like if you were to survive this, because pretty much I was pretty much dead, and they gave me an option if if I was to continue living, that would I prove to at least one person that you know there's more, and there's an afterlife, and there is a being that lives, and would I prove that that being exists? Mm. And I told them, yeah, I would. I would definitely do it, mm. and I would I would die. You know, to prove it, I wouldn't... If they told me you're going to die, just say otherwise, then that's what I would have to do. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's not true. I'm not going to say he's not real. Mm-hmm. Because he is. Mm-hmm. Because, like, whenever I... Hold uh, up. And, like, when you, when you regain conscious after meeting a being like that, it it throws everything you knew into like uh basically it's like everything you did know doesn't really matter from that point because <laughs> like it took everything that I grew up with and just it just dumped everything right. like I was sitting there and trying to regain consciousness of like was all that just did that just happen Mm-hmm. And I, I was pretty much, you know, in shock of trying to figure out, like, exactly how to make peace with that or what happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, no, it was it was 100% authentic because, like, it's been about two years now and it's still just as fresh as it happened, you know, yesterday. Right. Right. And, like, it's, it's a sense of something I'll never forget. But the way that they communicated with you, it was like, it was more like a vibration and... Um, Some would call a feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a feeling like it's like it speaks directly to your heart or your soul, and mm-hmm. there's there's no words that can describe 
because there is no words period that can describe that how you feel because there we don't use words to communicate with that being right right and once you get to that level of consciousness man it's you honestly don't want to come back to this reality mm. and that's why some people pass on but when they give you the opportunity to share your story with somebody else you're like you mean you, you feel like you, you got to man. like people need to know man mm. like you know there's that's worth, worth holding on to you, some kind of love, some kind of spiritual, you know, journey. It's, it's worth every bit of it. Mm. Every bit of the, the struggle, the doubts, the, the disbeliefs, the criticism, it's worth every bit of it. Like the, right, right. the payment of rewarding to sit in the presence of the one is beyond imaginable. Like I, you can't fathom it in mentally. No, I don't, I'm not even attempting to. Yeah, because I'm in, and, and but I, I did, I did lose it here and there. I ended up going to the, the psych ward because, like, me trying to get back into the motion of just everyday life, and because, like, I wanted to try to break free of the everyday life, and I wanted others to try to break free of the, of the everyday life. But it's a, it's a slow process. Like, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You can't just dump that much knowledge on somebody and then expect them to be able to accept it right off the back right, right. and just be like hey you know i met a higher power <laughs> and then i'm right back here to have this conversation with you they were like yeah well what did he what did he look like but the thing is you, you it doesn't have a look yeah there's it doesn't no have image. a look yeah. yeah there's really no image because it'll it'll appear to you as acceptable to your mindset right why <laughs> yes so Man. it'll 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 make it easier for however it is easy wow. for your mind to be able to comprehend it. Wow, so, so basically, it'll be like the various, the, the smallest doses of of reality it can possibly make for you to for you to be able to accept it. So it'll, you know, like small proportions of, you know. That's whatever. very interesting. It's just like because uh, if a, if a Christian sees sees the higher power as as Yahweh or Jesus, Yahshua, then it'll appear to them as that. If a Hindu sees it as Shiva or Brahma, it'll appear mm-hmm. to them as that. Yes. And that's very interesting because people always wonder, why is it that we have so many religions? Why is that there's so many spiritual paths? My path is supposed to be the best path, this and this and that. And having these, and, and especially a uh, where we've had these wars. Wars have been because of two things yes love and politics or we could say spiritual religion and then material things so that's that that right there is a key point for people uh, yeah and uh definitely when it comes to the psych ward man I've, I've been there yeah okay so you know you know the struggle you yeah know the man struggle. And i had more fun in there than i do out here yeah this is true. yeah it's like it's like a break from the because technically out here in the real world is the crazy. Yes. And in there, you're subject to a peace of mind. Exactly, yes. And, and actually be at peace with your own inner thoughts and your emotions and accepting whatever it is that you're going, going through without the obligations of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Without having the obligations of having to you do your day-to-day mm-hmm. obligations. So you're at peace. And it's, that's really an important thing is having peace and it's hard to ha- it's hard to find peace when we're subjugated to so many different things that we have to do there's bills on top of bills on top of bills on top of bills and people are stressed out and not even not only that but it's also with 
the the want to have to to do these things like right, the yeah. willpower like mm-hmm. you don't have the willpower to also to have to put up with all these you know obligations we deal with on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. and um so while you're in the you know like i guess you could say the um psych board or whatever it gives you that little bit of time to rest and think in a piece and like there's no outside influence there's no phones there's no there's no nothing there may be a tv but you don't really want anything to do with that because you're worried about your well-being you're right. pretty much asking yourself, am I okay? Mm-hmm. Am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? Right. right. And like, so you're trying to, I guess you're trying to find answers of why you're going through what you're going through. And there's a reason for everything, because if we're not tested to our limits, how do we really know what we're worth? Right. So if our mind is not, you know, crumbling and we're not stumbling, we're not making any progress. Indeed, indeed. So knowing that you're having a hard time and, you know, it, your mind is, you know, starting to feel like it's falling apart, that's because we are being tested. Mm-hmm. And only the strongest shall see what we need to see. Mm-hmm. But only the weaker people will just run away from it. That's uh, similar with Jordan Peterson. He spoke on how uh, uh, the a biblical verse, it was like uh, the meek, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth. And he said that when you take the Hebrew word, the meek, that word actually means the strong shall inherit the earth. Those who have been been through the trials and errors, been through the trials and tribulations. Now, this isn't supposed to be on some survival stuff. Yeah. This is just the way it is. Either you, because right now we're, we're, we're at a split between third and fourth density. Yeah. And you got people who are choosing third density based on their own individual decisions with any moment that is given to them. And then they choose either fourth density. Fourth density is love. Third density is survival. If you can be in the between, that's good too. Because then you're prepared for whatever is to come. You're able to, you're not being blind to what is actually happening. Such as like uh, the spiritual community, they'll look at something, they'll say, I, I don't want to do, look at that. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, I want to be very good and, and uh, spiritual. But you got to be able to see the war. You got to be able to see the darkness in order to desire even understand what light is yes right we were encapsulated in darkness it's like being in a uh, white room yes you know all you see is white you don't know what a you or this or that is mm-hmm. then a black dot comes on the, on somewhere and like oh yeah that's the most fascinating thing you know, in the world, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> that's me oh wow what is that i'm there i'm here that's there i'm big that's small mm-hmm. then you have this whole relationship with that single dot and that becomes your best friend. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and this, I think and that goes on to what, you know, you loneliness where on the spiritual path, it can yeah. feel lonely. Yeah. Well, that's because you're meant to find your, the, uh, that dot is supposed to be the center of yourself. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to be center of ourself. And we get so comfortable with that, that if a cat appears in a room, if a person appears in a room, eh, that's all right. I like my dot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That, that's with me majority of the time. And so that's that's a pretty good, pretty good way to put it, brother. I, I like that. That's pretty good. And like, um, so yeah. So the whole being alone thing, like, um, I, you're gonna feel lonely because you're gonna feel like nobody else is gonna understand what you're going through. And, and honestly, everybody else's path is different from yours. So it is definitely hard trying to, you know, um, communicate to somebody else of what you're going through because you're gonna think like, man, they don't really understand what I'm going through. But like they may do their best to understand or try to comprehend what exactly, but no, no path, two paths are the same. Right. And it's not meant to be because you may be going in a whole different direction as this person. So if you guys are trying to, you know, 
coexist between each other's paths, like you can throw each other off pretty bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that, not in a, in a bad way or anything, but you know. Yeah, it's it's as if it's like a married couple. If their destination isn't the same, let's say one person is. It, it, this happens a lot in religions and things. You may have a Muslim and a Christian, or you may have a a, a, um, a Hindu and a, a Sikh, or a, a a a Jew and a atheist, mm-hmm. right? And then now the atheist decides. So you see, my thing is, no one is really atheist. No one that let's get that out there. No one is really atheist because they choose to not look at some being outside of themselves. Yeah. They want to understand what is the reality of it. One moment, let's uh, let that pass by. Oh, there by, we're good. So they want to understand the, the reality of what is this thing. So if you start answering their questions, yeah. I've met plenty of atheists, and I'll start answering their questions, and they're like. I'm like, all right, well, do you believe, is there, is there life? Yes. Is there, is there energy? You, chi, force, you want to call it Star Wars stuff? Let's speak on that too. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Is there that? They say, yeah, definitely, man. I'm like, okay. So you, the science says there's energy. The science says there's something beyond. There's a string theory. There's the, there's the, the quantum understanding of quantum physics. Let's look at that. Let's take that and now apply it to you. You are 100% energy. Yes. The water, the food, the anything. And if energy is everything, and there's nothing that is not energy, or that which is absent of energy, is also a springing forth of something to come. Yes. Then that means that there is an absolute pervading thing, or energetic yes. being. That then breaks the atheistic, under, or... They say, saying that there's no higher power and you don't have to look at it as a higher look at it as you it doesn't have to be higher it can be just another form of yourself that has knowledge yes. or the knowingness very very interesting how and also where these psychic breaks uh, when I was first going through I had my own definitely had my own um, four attempts of suicide on the fifth one I, I was like alright it's that's when I, I came at the Sikhi in a way. But there was those four attempts that every single time, death was blissful, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they, people think it's scary. That's, I think that's the issue. So one thing that, um, so the vibration, right? Now, you said that you were, it, it spoke to you with, with vibration and yes. then you noticed. How does, are you able to tap into that vibration that, you know, nowadays? It's, um... It's like usually if I'm, uh, I guess, getting too far deviated from the, you know, the uh, the path that I'm on, mm. it'll definitely tap back in and kind of steer me back to the net. I guess that's where it's like you're on a path mm-hmm. and like it pretty much tries to keep you on that path and remind you like, hey, this all this is real. Every right. bit of this is real. And you are being tested to your limits mm. you may not be aware that you're being tested to your limits but you know we've been tested every day of what you're going to put up with what you're willing to deal with what you're willing to do and and at the end of the day i guess you're going to be tested of what you're willing to do for your beliefs and what you believe in because there yeah. will be a time where we're going to be separated from being with one crowd of person and with another crowd like with the way you believe Mm-hmm. And what you believe in, and what are you willing to accept? 
because there's going to be a time where they're going to want to be a part of, they're going to want to take a piece of you in order for you to be amongst the rest of society. Mm-hmm. And most people saying that that's going to be the mark of the beast and all that. Well, I mean, honestly, how, how does most people know that they have already accepted that? Well, that goes into the vaccines and things yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, uh, exactly. People have willingly, I mean, it, it, we've subjugated our children. We've, uh, actually we have, what's interesting is um, there's a Jay Griff, right? So he speaks on this, this, this reality. Mm-hmm. He breaks it down to the point where you're able to get taxed, you're able to, because none of it is real. Your social security, all of that money is yours. They base, they trade and bid off you. We are the cattle. We yes. are the the product. Yes. Right. It's interesting how whenever I see somebody, I have a Jordan shirt or a Nike or a um, a Gucci, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, you you advertising? You ain't getting paid for nothing. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all, brother. Then and the vaccines. What's interesting with that is the whole thing with that. So I was pumped full of them when I was in the military. Oh. They they I couldn't. You couldn't say no. You go to the brig. Yeah. They'll put you in the brig. Yeah, you couldn't say no. Yeah, you have to be a part of it. <laughs> you know, it's an order. Yeah. So, all right, I didn't know what I knew now. And you t- what I learned was in the vaccine, any vaccine, they have this, You, pr- you pr- first you create the problem, then you give the solution. The problem was the vac- virus. Then you give a solution to the virus. But the only way for a body to really gain immunity to something is to be exposed to it, which is the herd immunity. Then they said, hey, herd immunity won't work. Right. They said they said herd immunity won't work. You have to get the vaccines. Yet herd immunity is still happening because in the vaccine is the virus that your body is exposed to and they give the antibodies for it. Yes. So it still happens to herd immunity. You yes. can't. These are things that cannot be um, avoided. So and, whenever mm. they whenever they do inject you with an antibody to the virus now, does the antibody play a significant role in the body as well? Because that's one thing I really don't know much it, about. It's foreign. So because now, now this goes deep. Now what they use is foreskins of children in order because the child at the very young age is very pure. pure. Yes. So they use the foreskins and um, they would they would also maybe use certain organs that they got off of the black market. Mm. This is this is the child slavery, child and uh, child butcherment. Yeah. Right. So they take this stuff and they dissect it. They look into it. We know uh, what's her name, uh, black woman. She she was the first woman to be. Uh, she, her antibodies or her her genes are what actually fueled a lot of the medicine now. Mm-hmm. And her family just recently sued the government on a on the congressional level, and it, they won. Wow! So, black family, yeah. African American family, got that. Yeah. Um, and so they're getting paid. Their payout is I don't know if they the, what happened to the family because I haven't I haven't heard anything else from yeah. it. Okay. Who knows what happens? Right. Okay. So the antibodies are, they are made up of other beings. They are made up of other things. Hmm. And whether you like it or not, people who don't want to sip out of a cup of another person, if you bring a bottle of water and I took a sip out of it, but you're thirsty and I hand it to you, then they say, oh, no, 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 I can't. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm protected. I got the vaccine and yeah. all that. Man, we won then. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> You know, it, it, yeah. you're good. Yeah, good. But even if, you, even if somebody didn't, because what's in the, in the antibody 
is the literal makeup of everything else around us. It's a, it's a person, it's a plant, a thing, a tree, and if you look in our environment, everything goes up to the sky and then it falls back down. It doesn't matter uh, how we, what we call an antibody, another person, a, a man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, um, I knew that uh, that I, whenever they they were pushing for the uh, the vaccine for the whole COVID thing, man, like mm-hmm. there was a there was like an internal pool in me that was like one hundred percent against it. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know what the force was, but it was saying do not, right? Like any do not trust, and right. that's what that's what I felt, and I went with that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And then as I went with that gut feeling, later on down the road, like the people who created you know, these vaccines were the ones that did take it as well. And they said that was the biggest mistake of their lives. I was like, wait, y'all created this Mm. at the hands of someone else Mm. and still not knew exactly what it was that you was putting into people. And that's the crazy thing is, mm. man. Now with that, there's every, there's always another side. So with that, there's, there's people who actually needed that because they were so segregated Mm -hmm. and having that mixture of other essences mm-hmm. we'll put it that way of other essences injected into their body may and whatever issues came up may have awakened something within them mm-hmm. rather it's spiritually or where they just see and they're like hold up i trusted my government yeah, yeah. and this and is this what is happened, what happened. To me. Yeah. so that's that's something as well so if it, if someone did take it and you're like well, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That means it did something for you. Yeah. If you say if you take it, didn't take it and it didn't, or you did take it and it didn't work for you, that's good. That means yeah. it did something for you. Right. So, but the thing is, is, is everybody's body is different, so nothing's mm-hmm. going to react the same. Exactly. Regardless, I was right. That was a, you know, a crazy thing is like if you don't, if you don't know what you're exactly putting in your body, you need to study it and see how much side effects as most people other have. So, if you're willing to take that risk or not, so. Yeah, definitely. See, some would say that this, uh, this going along these lines here, how is it spirituality? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it's a spiritual war. Yes, it is. Right. Um, what just popped in my head was the was the how the this these reptilian beings are how they're operating. Now, um, it's even in the in the Bible where it'll speak on these on these beings, right? And it'll call them. Uh, it'll call them like lizardous scoundrels or something like that and because these beings were here before we you know before we realized that they were here yeah um and there's a whole story with this i recommend people go and uh read the reptilian new world order that's a that's a good book to understand what happened how humanoids came about yeah i could it take me another hour to explain it but this the idea sort of mindset that I've noticed is it's survival. Now to prepare, that's something, that's one thing. Now, if one spends their entire life savings to prepare, that now you just played into their game. Yeah. Because we, we went into the realm of fear. They operate in that realm. And humanoids, so there's the idea of, well, what's your perspective on, um, on free will? Because a lot of people, they have this, they say that it's limited. They say this. That we we obviously have our experience. Yeah, but, yeah, we mm. do. So, I mean, like they they say we have free will, and that which I, that I do agree with. But like freedom of speech, not so much, mm. because like, there are some things if you if you speak of that 
they will try to, you know, even if people around you, they'll try to, you know. Yeah, they'll turn yeah. into a smith and start yeah. shooting at you. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, they, they'll see you as something because, like, we don't want to go around and try to and get as many people as we can to, to feel the same exact way that we do. Because, right, you know, right. everybody's going to have their own opinion and their own thought towards mm-hmm. something anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, whenever for in the free will, honestly, I do believe that we do have our own free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that also that whenever we, you know, feel the need to, you know, look towards something else, it's it's like we don't really know exactly if that being or what we're praying to, if, that, if they're even going to hear you or, like, it's the whole faith thing that you gotta have. You're like, I know that there's something listening, and I know that there's something that can hear me and knows what I'm going through. And that mm-hmm. just having that alone, it gives us something to hold on to. I guess that would be hope. And so, right. like, for us in the whole free will thing, you're gonna pretty much it's, it's a mindset thing, like what you're going through, and right. like how you're gonna, you know, accept it your way, mentally. You know, for a long time, I had my own belief system with hope. And I dug deep into it. I wanted to understand this thing called hope. Because uh, my grandma would say, I-, I hope that happens. And then people say, I hope this. And then somebody dies, and they say, I hope you're okay. I'm like, what, what does hope have to do? So I studied into it. Um, and I came up to three. It's like a linear. Hope is when we don't know there's something. We desire it, we, but we don't know if it's going to come. Yeah. Belief is when we, we trust that it will happen, but we don't know. And then knowing is when you know it's going to happen and you don't need to trust, right? Um, and uh, when it comes to the spiritual path, being along the, the path, being along the lines of knowing instead of the belief and hope, because if you hope, there's still that there's space for doubt. Yeah, that if you believe, is. there's still that space for doubt. Yeah. When you know, and, and here's how people can, how one can change into the knowing Instead of, because here's things that we know. One thing, you're, the soul cannot die, therefore you cannot die. Right. So let go of the idea that if I don't eat, I'm going to die. No. Right? You know, it, some, most of uh, Americans are, you know, we, we, can, we can lose a few pounds, yeah. right? Yeah, sure <laughs> so it's, when it comes to that, you can let go of that. Um, and the, when it comes to desires checking what what do we desire do i desire things that are that will nourish me that will aid me in my path in my progress is it is it a gucci bag is it a new car and and if it is a new car what do are you grateful for the car that you have right mm-hmm. um and then uh, manifesting and being from this space of knowing this definitely negates everything this world it it tells you right it tells you do not trust. It tells you, um, do not, you know, do not, do not inquiry. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that that space of knowing is very powerful. Yes, it is. It definitely is because, like, usually if you, if you're in a state of knowing something, then you're you're somewhat at peace. Mm-hmm. And they say they say uh, money was the root of all evil and everything like that, or all evil actions, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. The root of evil is fear. Right. The fear of not having money, the mm-hmm. fear of not having what you need, or the fear of dying, period. Right. The fear of this person living on and you deceasing, and you choose to do something about it. 
to change the odds. Yeah, that's man. where the root of evil comes from. Is fear, and, and that, like, and mm-hmm. to see somebody else live, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. Right. But right. if they're scared to death about it, like, don't worry. In time, you'll see what I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where you got the whole I know part, and then you have that peace. Right. So yeah, I am at peace with that part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got to know it for sure. Because <laughs> I, I know there is a good place waiting on the other side. Yeah, that fear is a uh, false evidence appearing real. It's the and it also has uh, when you look up the actual definition, it means reverence. Whatever and there, whatever, whatever you put when one puts their attention onto, that's what is attracted. If we're going to speak on the law of attraction, mm-hmm. that's what what we put our attention on. That's what comes. Um, people who put their attention on, because I know when I first started on this understanding and inquiry, I would put my faith, or my not even my faith, but my my intellect, my awareness on our right, money. I need money to do this instead of what is the thing that I want to do with the money, and then focus on that, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the whole money, this the monopoly. This isn't our system. Yeah, this is like a monopoly. You're absolutely right. Right. Yeah, absolutely so, right. Um, but. I mean, we were <laughs> we were looking at the weather. We were speaking the other day about the weather machines and yeah. all that. And like, yeah, for me, laying eyes on one, and, and you know, mm-hmm. and to to believe it myself, because like I I am somewhat of a truth seeker. I like to know the truth. I right. I don't really hear something and then jump into believing it with right along with everybody else. Right. Like I want to see it for myself. Right. And lay eyes on it. Yeah. The, where was it again? Madison, North Carolina. Madison, North Carolina. Yes. Now. We over here. I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. Bring the whole yeah. family. Yeah, go check it out, brother. <laughs> and I, seen it from, I seen it with my own eyes, man. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's something right there, brother. And, I mean, it, it was far as you can see, nothing but blue skies, bro. And then once you look past the machine, it was just nothing but clouds. And I was like, wow. I was like, this is actually happening, man. Mm. I was like, and you, they're throwing off the natural order. Right, of, yeah, indeed of everything that we have here because they said at the end of days you would not be able to tell the seasons between you know another season and now we're having like all the seasons in one like we're, we're having uh-huh. a 70 degree weather we're having a 26 degree weather we're having rain we're having sun the next day and i bro we don't know what's going on with the mm-hmm. so now everything's out of out of order everything's out of you know the natural order of itself and now the animals can't adjust to this like right. as you can see we see more and more dead animals on the ground because they're starving right the, there's nothing growing on the trees and so whenever you know insects feel that it's a warm day they go ahead and start the hatching process and they come out and they say no it's 26 degrees a whole right. billions of food sources die because everything is a food source for something else mm. if we're not at the top of the food chain so bugs eat bugs, squirrels eat nuts, and you know birds eat other things. So it's a it's a whole process that's mm. getting thrown out. And once you throw that one that one, um, uh, I guess you could say cycle cycle. Yeah, mm. you throw that one cycle out of order, and it's it's a domino effect after that. Right. And it takes it takes thousands of years to, to recover from that. And nothing's going to recover because we're constantly throwing the cycle off every single day. There's um, there's one, so it's when we thankfully we were speaking about this. I don't know if we spoke about it on the podcast, but there's we were speaking on the extraterrestrials, right? Yeah. So 
it's pretty well known that there's extraterrestrial beings out there because the CIA, the government released the whole documentation confirming it. Mm-hmm. But they call them the unknown entities or something like that. Now, these te- they have technologies that the government has already put into play. People think that, oh, the, oh you got this cell phone, man, this is ancient technology. Mm-hmm. That car that you, that brand new spanky car that yeah. you just bought, it's is- ancient technology. It's running off of fossil fuels, which is a very primitive, primitive form of, of um, fuel, mm-hmm. where these technologies run off of consciousness. Yeah. They run off of the energy, mm-hmm. and they call it zero-point energy. Tesla had it in the 40s and 30s. There's men, uh, the brother who, Af- African-American brother, was a Navy SEAL. He came out, and I think this was in, in uh, Mem- Memphis, maybe. Mm-hmm. He was on the news and everything. He made a water machine yeah. that ran off of, it created, took water out of the air. Out of the atmosphere, yeah. And he was feed, giving water to the people. And then the, uh, the military ended up vandalizing it. Right? Yeah. They ended up he built to it again. Yeah, they're trying to destroy the machine because, like, that's something that is not meant to be free. Right. Although it was placed here for us, a free element for us to consume, to stay alive, it, we're charged for it. Mm. And something that's being given for free is absolutely 100% against of what they stand for. You have to be charged to live in general, which makes no sense. That's what that, um, why Tesla pretty much hit the dirt after, because he was it after he was about to release this free energy technology. They said, hold up, no, we can't put a meter on it. So because we can't put a meter on it, no, we cut your funding. And he couldn't do anything else, right? Right. So that's, that's how they, they've... And when it comes to the um, patent industry, speak to, it's on YouTube. Look it up. Uh, anybody, there's... Where they have... Where these patent... People who were in the patent industry, they said they left because there was technologies that could save the world. And they were like, no, see, those you put over here and we'll take care of that. And then they're like, well, what have happened to it? Well, it'll you put it in the black projects yeah. and it'll get looked at when it's right for the humanity. Mm-hmm. The, the time is now. Yeah. So these people think that we are, it'll take years. From my estimation, with the technologies, we can undo everything that has been done. Yes. Hundreds of years of destruction can be undone within five and they say that after 2040, and they now say 2050, or they said 2030, now they say 2040, that's our, that's our tipping point. We, but how I see it is we are, we are actually on that path. There's more kindness. There's more kindness for people standing up. Mm-hmm. So these technologies, and huh? I'm guessing that's why it's such a dire need to try to keep that technology hidden yeah. from people, you know, like, would be like me and me that mm-hmm. would be subjugated to help others without mm-hmm. charging them right and as long as that as long as that many people still exist it puts whatever hold that they have on society at risk mm-hmm. so they have to try to put everything as far in chaos as possible to get everybody right. to steer away from each other that's the racism that's the you know the Hispanics versus blacks, blacks uh-huh. versus white. All Every, it's the whole in religion versus religion. Right. These people can't deal with those people because they don't believe in the same exact thing. As long mm-hmm. as everybody is separated, that is the way that everything is going down. Uh-huh. And the quicker that everybody is you know separated, the easier they are to control. Indeed.
so once they that's why it's like they almost need us more than we don't need them for anything. They need us to be able to control us because like right. they, we give them power. It's and like it's crazy like that because yeah. there's technology out there and we would do so good with the technology that we would need no need for them to tell us what we can and can't do. Exactly. So yeah. we want to make the world a better place. That's what we, we would do with the technology. Mm-hmm. And versus them having the technology, we pay them to let us use the technology. And that, that's the world order that they want to keep it into. So they thought you won't misuse the technology if you're going to use it the way they want you to use it versus to benefit you and others. Misuse. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're doing this for your protection. Yeah, right, right, exactly, yeah. Well, we're, we're serving you. Yeah, we're serving you for your better interest. Yes. At destroying yourself. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, man. And the, the people that just don't see that is just... Man, it's just it's mind bottling, man. Honestly, if anybody just drives next time, if they're driving and listening, look at the road, look at the road right now, and look at how many cracks are in the road. They constantly have to repair the cracks, they constantly have to pave over it, they constantly have to repair their destruction, exactly. and for it to maintain that destructive effect for their for this destructive society. Nature will grow if you leave it alone. For during COVID nineteen, man, the animals were roaming the streets. They were yeah. chilling. They were. Yeah. It was perfect for them. They were wonderful. Soon as after, right after they started to open up, all of a sudden, damn, deer started getting hit. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was more death. It was. It was just. It was horrendous. And the same thing here. If they were to just leave it, they know that they can't leave us alone. That's why they keep the pressure. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I play a game called Go or Baduk. It's a it's an ancient Chinese five thousand year old game, and it's just stones. Now, each person picks a corner, and they'll want to stay there and feel secure. Yeah. That's usually what they do. They'll pick a corner. It's for it's like a four a square box, and they'll pick a corner, and this is supposed to simulate war. Yeah. So what I do is now the best advantage is a high a high area where you can see 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. I put my stone right there in the center. Every time, it's called Tengen. And that's, it's called the, the center of the universe. That's a good move. And people will say, oh, that's a bad move, man. And I'm like, why? I know exactly what, and I get the split. Yeah, so they think that you're exposing yourself from all corners. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm observing all corners. Exactly. I want to see the attacks before they get to me. Exactly. Versus coming from the sides or whatever you're going to get them. Because you, if you make a move towards one direction, you make yourself vulnerable in another. Exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely right, brother. That's a good motive. I'm able to split all of them all at once. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's exactly what's happening. We must be the center pillar and see 360 degrees around us. Uh, that's actually a real thing where you're able to expand your awareness to the point you're able to see 360 degrees around you. Um, in my experience, I was... I was seeing a vision and I was able to look behind me. And then I was able to look to the front. Uh, I felt to the side, I felt to the left. And it's, it's something that can be explained, explain, expanded. The in chi, uh, martial artists, martial artists are by far the most mystical. You think the yogis got some stuff? Nah, they got it from the martial artist. The martial artist is the one that chooses, that knows how to destroy in a savage manner. 
but chooses the peace. Mm -hmm. That's what makes them so deadly, and that's what scares humanity. That's why they keep people in the meek. Yeah. Right. Um, so what's what's interesting is when we when we were speaking, we were looking around. We could see how people are so unattentive right they they feel carefree and in their illusion of safety right they'll leave their kid at the park and then go sit in their car yeah or they'll go uh, walk around the track right yeah go walk around the track yeah and you know i let my child go i'm I'm looking around and i'm i always stand (laughs) somewhere between the gate and i know the two exits that's the military so for you one well i wanted to ask you this what has been what has it been like as a family man with this type of understanding? Stressful, honestly, mm. because like, I'm not allowed to, to try to let my kids on exactly what I'm going through. I need them to stay focused on mainly trying to become an adult themselves because they, they're dealing with enough, dealing with the school, the, the way of learning, and how to try to make their own footprint in the world. Mm. So, like, if I let them in on what I'm going through, then, like, and let them aware of what's going on now and around me, it's, it feel, I feel like it would be a bit too much to put on them at once. But kids are strong. I mean, I, I do give it that. Mm. But I'm, I mainly want them to be okay with just existing in mm. the public because it's hard now. These kids are, you know, subject to way more influence than where we are now. Oh, definitely. And so I had one kid drop out of school because he was scared of gang violence because they he wouldn't pick a side Uh so if you don't choose a side your enemy to both right which is quite terrible and terrifying so i was like well i was like you know what we'll we'll make it work brother we'll we'll figure it out what you don't have to deal with that but the point is that these kids are are feeling to treat other kids this way is Mm -hmm. is is terrible like i'm i I fear for my kids so i'm like brother just do what you got to do to get through until you know learn how to make your own money get your own plays if you want to fall in love and then i'll teach them but i do tell them about god that's for sure i tell them like pray there is a higher power that we need to pray to and but for in the whole awakening and being being able to i guess use your own mind to i guess like manifest some things for yourself mm-hmm. in life i just bits and pieces that i want to give them and throw them to just want to take my time with that because uh, I fear for them because of the, the way that society is going, man. And then I don't really know, as a parent, what to actually do and say that would, anything that would comfort them and give them an understanding of what's going on. Because honestly, I really don't either. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a day to, it's an everyday struggle for me. Because, like, I know what I know, but the way that everything is going, like, I can't take my kids in the same path as I am. Man. Right. I can try to guide them, protect them and shield them from as much as I can, but they need to be exposed to the dangers in life anyway. But they're going through school right now is is way harder than what I had to come through. Because mm-hmm. I, I never had to, like, if I didn't want to deal with something, I can just be done with it. But now they don't, these kids nowadays, they don't really give an option for you to be done with it. You're either a part of it or either you're against it, which right. is terrible. As a black community or as a black person in general, like, we should be empowering each other. Like, I'm glad to see that you're doing something better with your life mm-hmm. versus you need to join my crew of violence. Right. And if you don't, we're going to we're going to subject you to pain. Yeah. And yeah. it shouldn't be that way. brother. 
So and now my kids are dealing with that and can't even really focus on how to live amongst the world and survive because they're too busy trying to just get through the school system of the kids that are lost. And thus is the cycle. Yeah. It's, that's absolute by design. Um, I remember when I, it definitely not what I went through because, yeah, there was gangs. Yeah, you could you could choose, but if you did, yeah, like you said, if you didn't want to, I mean, I I got jumped into it. I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that we were playing. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, bro! I'm like, I'm, I'm like, sorry, oh, they're like, hey, hey, all right, bro, good, man. You part of the crew now? I'm like, huh? huh? Who's that? Wait, what? Wait. And then they're like, what hey. are we talking about? They start calling me up. You know, I was really big at that yeah. time. I was, I was muscular. They're like, hey, bro, come on, come on. And they started calling this dude a slug. I'm like, huh? Uh, a right. slug? They're like, man, you got dang red carpet, man. I'm like, uh, hold on, oh, hold on now, wait, what are we doing? And they're like, and then they started doing this stuff. I'm like. Oh, oh no, crap. See, I done no. got into the dang Crip gang. What, like, what just happened, man? Oh. Like, I'm affiliated by unaffiliation. Like, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. <laughs> they, they doing that. Yeah, they, <laughs> it was amazing to, to just. And it, but I, at that moment, and it just got worse from there. And yeah. I kind of. The good thing was I was able to just focus myself, focus on myself. This, these days, what you just described. No. Man, that's. that's that's a very uh, that's a difficult situation, and I was looking at uh, kids that are incarcerated. One of my friends, he just got a, he's, he was incarcerated for doing something. Now, I've been attempting to guide this brother for year for years, mm-hmm. and um, put him on a path of meditation. And he when he does do it, he feel he does notice a difference, a huge difference. When he does practice the martial art that I teach him, he, he knows it notices a difference. Mm-hmm. It's just attempting to take that peaceful state of mind. This is my issue with the spiritual community right now. They'll say, meditate. They'll say, study the scripture. But they don't tell you how to apply it into your life. life yeah. They don't tell you, hey, when you meditate, look, you got to take that moment and then expand it out into the rest of your, rest of your day. Yeah. Constantly remind yourself of that peaceful being. We think that... I'm going to meditate and it'll solve all my problems. No. In, in my life, I've, I've meditated. I've meditated for, some, for about a couple years. And then I'm still, same vices are showing up. I'm still angry. I'm still, these things. And it's, it seems they've gotten worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, what I noticed was, and even I kept with it. No, I did not give up. And then I started to have experiences. And not to say that meditation is for an experience. It's for you to go to war and the reason i say war and not just for you to uh, uh witness your your mind is because at this very moment anybody who's listening to this anything that right now it's a war in your body yeah you cannot avoid war you can it, it's it's a part of life people you can call it the no thing you can call it the thing you can call it the the violence and non-action call it action and, and non-action but war happens People will go to that monk, they'll go to Gandhi, or they'll go to this monk that burned himself. I'm like, that dude did war. He did violence on himself, yeah. on his body, to make it, to put a message out there. Why? Why didn't you use that body to, because he felt so helpless that the only thing he could do is commit what Japanese call simpuku, or, yeah. but, or, or suicide, or violence onto himself, and say, hey, look at me. 
my perspective is no, bro. If I didn't have children, if I didn't have my family, there's many people who would be dead. And I know how to do it. It's not, uh, there's, it's, it's actually very easy. People think, you know, when it comes to hacking, hacking is super easy. Super easy to get into the, to the Pentagon. Super easy to look into all of this stuff and release it. It's just that nobody, people, they have when you, they're like the cartel. The cartel is a great, um, it's a great image of what the government is. Yeah. You only mirror that what you see. Yeah. They go after your family. Yes, and that's, that's exactly what the government does. They go after you. They slowly do it, too. They go after your... Uh, my wife, we just paid uh, uh, taxes or Guilford County taxes. Yeah. $18. So they'll attack your finances first. Yeah. They were about to... They said if we don't pay this immediately, they would reach into our account and take more than what it is. Reach into the account and then seize our accounts yeah. and then take the car. I'm like, God dang. Yeah. What power do we have... When it comes to, you know, the car isn't yours. And even if somebody bought the car, they had the car, they could still seize that car. Yeah. So the car, the only thing that you can't take is this body. This is true. And I told her, I said, look, look, when we go, we're only taking our backpacks. Yeah. I don't want anything else. Um, and like you, that was a, that's an interesting subject you were saying about Ford's and not, you, you never really owned the car because even if you buy a house... You can pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that house, and as soon as you get about a year or two behind on taxes of that house, they come and repossess the house from you. Right. And so, like, so God forbid, if like if you if you did same thing with the land and the land vice versa, so you never really own it. You own nothing. You own nothing. Remember that. Uh, but this was... land, this land was here far before money. And mm-hmm. far before government, before before anything ever came and said, this is what you had to do in order to keep it. Way before right. any of that, this was giving to us. Right. It was giving to us. And someone else came in and stole it right. and charged you for it. Right, right. And continued to charge you for it for the rest of your life. So, therefore, if your children does not inherit it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it continues to be a bill, a never-ending billing cycle. Yes, yes. It's just sad. Death in the family is sad enough as it is, but yet not only is it sad, it's going to cost you a ton of money. They get you under. They get you when you come yes. in. You got to pay for that. Pay for them doctor bills. They get you when you go as you're living yeah. and as you're going out. <laughs> and as you're going out, so you're getting got throughout the entire. So like, yes, there is a definitely a better place waiting on us <laughs> from this point forward. Like indeed, like no, this lifetime of suffering will not go unnoticed. Right. No. No, it will not go the third, This earth for spiritual being for you know spiritual beings having a human experience is the in all of existence is the most difficult. The, it takes and it's the most. You may if you are able to live peacefully here. Oh man, you've reached the heights. You've mastered it, and it doesn't matter if somebody you know they they barely able to get it. They go into another area or a, another reality. All of a sudden, oh man, this is easy. I'm yeah. a master yeah. over here. They come back over here. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the uh, these beings that came here and, and mastered it. They went and became absolute love. Uh, for me, what I, I what I love about uh, Yahweh and um, the, all of these different beings, the Kemetians. Oh, it's speaking on love. So as we come to a close on this podcast. What, I'm, what I've noticed in this reality is love paves the way. They say uh, 
all is fair in love and, and war. And war, right? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Guru Gobind Singh Ji, the, one of the Sikh gurus, he's, there was a big war, 1.8 million against 40, 46. 1.8 million. This is no, nothing else has ever happened like this in history of humankind mm. on earth. <clears throat> 46 went up against 1.8 million and he said to them he said look it doesn't matter if you meditate for a lifetime it doesn't matter if you did all the yoga postures it doesn't matter if you did any of that nothing compares to being at oneness or war nothing compares to the experience right now either you are in absolute oneness and you have for you have let go of your ego like let completely go of it and what that means what that entails is there, there's still a persona. However, the opinions, the personalities, the desires, all of that goes. You just surrender it and let it go to the higher being and allow it to manifest and use you exactly as you were meant to be as a, as a vessel. And you're, there is, so there is no you to be, right? There is like this table. There is no table. There's just me. There's just the there's just source, it, yes. me. Me is the table, yes. right? I am. That. I am. Right, I am the table, and then you. What happens is you go from I am to you are, because yeah. now you're just telling oneself and others. That's it. Gotcha. Um, That's, that was uh, was an interesting subject when you said like forging your own ego, and I used to be, you know, before the accident and I lost an eye and everything. I did look at life as an ego point of view. I, I was, you know, I would pray, but I was praying for the wrong things. Like I mm -hmm. was all about money 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 everything paying and having nice things and an, an image of mm -hmm. what people would see me as right and i was always more about that more than anything else so i had to lose sight in order to gain sight yeah. so i lost an eye and that's when i started looking at life in a whole different perspective and i was like man honestly i've been nothing this entire time mm -hmm. and now that i have a piece of something that can never be taken away from me i'll never let that go and that's the thing is when people get that are rich now, they despise the poor because they dedicated their entire life to having all. Uh -huh. And they get to the top. And guess what? The top yeah. is lonely because you lost your way yeah. to the top. Yeah. You wasn't holding the hand of the person who got you that far. Yeah. And you, can, you just take off running towards the top, man. And that's why they kill themselves when they get there. And they was like, I have everything. I have a $3 million house. I have seven vehicles outside. And then, and then they just look at the poor people like, you know, why are they so happy? They don't have anything. Mm -hmm. They sleeping in their cars and they, and they smile and they have <laughs> Like, how? What is it? What are we missing? Like, you lost your way with the one. There's, there's two, two things. Mike Tyson once, he said in a podcast, he said, because they asked him, you know, he said, the ultimate goal is to be nothing. And then they said, well, what if somebody says something about it? He said, the only way that something can offend me is if I think I am something. But once I realize that I am nothing, then it doesn't affect me because I'm nothing. <laughs> then there's Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu spoke on this uselessness. Everybody, they, when they get on a spiritual path, and I, I despise this when I learned this, it's... It is a, it, and if I choose to despise or if I choose to feel anger, right? Because I, but now it's like a, a realization. They'll say, tune into your purpose. You'll find it. Find your purpose. Now, there's two, three levels, but I'll go on the second and third. On the second level is where, at the first level, you're just attempting to find. Second level, you realize, you realize okay, I create my purpose. 
whatever I choose to do, you driving right now, that's your purpose. Us talking right now, this is the purpose. Now, beyond this is no purpose. As in, it doesn't exist. As in, simply being is the purpose. And the uselessness. Being, we only want to be useful. See, the thing about being useful is you get used. Yeah. All right, you want to take a tree. Houses are made out of trees. Uh, most of our cups are made out of trees. Our you, some utensils are made out of trees and furniture, everything. furniture, everything. That tree was just fine being being the way it was. Yeah. But guess what? It's useful. Yeah. So because it's useful, it got used. People then want to be used. With it. That desire then it brings about somebody who's willing to use. So you have somebody who's good at painting. They say, I want to I paint and I want to uh, make money from it. Simply painting and allowing things to happen to come to oneself. Being content with any situation. And it's very difficult. Yeah. Very, very difficult to be content in any situation because of uh, worries. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, and, I mean, I've been where I didn't have food in the refrigerator. I've been where didn't have gas in the car. Didn't have money in the account, but they, yet somehow food came. Yet how somehow I was getting able to, the, the meeting was postponed. The something happened when I let go of the worry. And I be, when I decided to stop attempting to be useful and just be useless, that's the minimalistic, minimalistic experience where why people, the poor, are able to sit in their car and be happy. Mm-hmm. And why they're able to live their simple life and the simple life is the that's the good life mm-hmm. all this stuff yeah it's I, meaningless stuff it is it, it what is going to turn to ashes at the end all of it goes away yeah and it has no value none and like <clears throat> I, i've had this bottle of water since yesterday and i sip on the bare minimum as needed mm-hmm. and like like uh, i haven't worked in three weeks and i still hang on to the last little bit of everybody's like oh let's go get something to eat like nah i'm okay yeah, I got some crackers in the car. I'll nibble on those crackers until I'm not hungry. I can may still feel a little hungry here and there, but I'll just want to run on the bare minimum of resources. Like I don't, I want to cause the slightest impact on my surroundings. Right, and that's the way the world should be. As it's, much as we, as much as we take in or partake, we should give back as well. Indeed, and the giving back process has been gone for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It's only been a take, take, take from our mother right. process. Mm-hmm. And eventually there will be nothing left to take. There's a man by the name of Amun-Ra. He, uh, he eats one meal a day. And his meal consists of nuts, <laughs> berries. That's funny you said that, brother. Really. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, That's funny you said that. Nuts, berries, <clears throat> and vegetables. And, very, and it's a minimal. And you have like a... a, a plant-based dessert afterwards that's his meal but he and he keeps his he meditates and he works out and he became a he made he created a or beat the strongman record on this one meal a day regimen amun ra does a whole like hour doc and the way this man speaks is as if he's he's channeling something yeah and And, you get to that level yeah so he's he's on and he lives simply he lives out in the out in the wilderness Simply, you can't find this man. Yeah. He said he lives simply. So the simple life, and Lao Tzu, 
uh, um, Hinduism, Sikhism, uh, Christianity, all of them, they point to this simple way of being, letting go of the material world. world yeah. And in focusing on oneself and awakening that love. See, be, and when it comes to love, what I, there's a Kometian understanding. For, well, actually, brother, what, what does love mean from your experience? From my experience, love is <clears throat> pretty much no matter what the situation you're in, no matter what the outcome, no matter what you're going through, it is a constant feeling of knowing everything is okay. Mm -hmm. No matter what or how bad of a situation you could be losing everything and you'd be like, I'm love. Honestly, love is like a, almost like a sense of peace mm. to me. And like in my heart's at ease. Like my heart used to race whenever I get in a bad situation. My heart used to race when I was having a panic attack. And now I take a couple deep breaths and I'm okay. And mm. I'm like, I'm loved. No matter what happens to me, I'm loved. You are and that. I have yeah. love. Yes. You are that. And you are that. Yeah. See that when it comes to that, that, that love, all is fear and love and war, is a, um, I forget his name, by, yes, a, a, a Sikh was, there was during the war with the Turks, with the Sikhs, he, everybody was in war, they were fighting, they were killing off the Muggles, and then this guy was giving water to the Sikhs, to the Sikh Khalsa and all that, then he goes and he goes, gives water to these Muslims as well, and, or the Muggles, he gives water to them, so the Sikh, they pull them, they're like, why? These guys are getting back up and fighting us, man. Why don't you give them water for <laughs> So, <laughs> So <laughs> they bring him in front of Guru Gobind Singh Ji, and Guru Gobind Singh Ji asks, he knows, you know, he's, he's the Guru, he knows he's tapped in. Yeah. He knows already why this dude's doing this. Yeah. But he wants, he's, it's, this is a training for the people, and it's a story for the, our experience is just a story. It's a it's a, a slash on our tombstone if yeah. we were to be buried, or it's the dust that gets take, taken into the war into the uh, air. So this uh, this Sikh says, "Well, Guruji, I only see I only see you. I don't see anyone else except you. Every person is you. So when you get cut, I get cut. Mm -hmm. When you in this war, you are being killed, and you are asking for water." It is only you that asked me for that water, and therefore I gave. Saying, Guru Gobind Singh, you said, good, yeah. here, take these bandages and give them to him too. He started bandaging up, and that's love in war. Yeah. That's all is fair in love and war. Love thy enemy. Exactly. Hey, man, that's don't mean you ain't, you ain't got to yeah. turn the cheek. Yeah. You, you can cut them the down cheek, and then they, uh, pick them up. <laughs> they say, it's a true statement saying that, you know, Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That way you know your enemies every move. Yes. Therefore, if they can only attack you with only what you're aware of, they're attacking you with. So you can be aware of the attack. So therefore, if it doesn't devastate you. Right. It's a good, it's a good motive. Indeed. It's a good motive. Um, and eventually, they'll be tired of attacking you and just be wanting to know how you do it. Right. They like, right. I, I don't understand. Like, I've been attacking you for, for many, many years, and it's the same outcome. Like, what are you doing? You're not attacking me back. Right. I don't get it. Eventually, you'll get tired and just want to accept mm -hmm. the, the defeat of that person not wanting to retaliate. That goes into the mind. Yeah. You know, if you just simply observe the mind, the mind will bring up stuff. It'll bring up all your vices. It'll yeah. bring up, if you're addicted to porn, it'll bring that up. If you're addicted to alcohol, it'll bring that up. Marijuana, smoking, anything. Anything. 
it'll bring it up and it'll constantly bring it up because it wants to go to, it's going to war now the war is you simply being some people call it the observer right now at the beginning i said that the the observer nonsense right yeah it's the thing about the observer is when we a lieutenant Right, the lieutenant doesn't really engage, engage in war until it's absolutely necessary. They observe the battle and then make adjustments, call in and tell what to do next. Same thing with the mind. You are an active observer. This is the issue that I've had to where they say observe, be an active observer. If a thought comes, change the thought mm -hmm. so, that when, so that you are able to cut off that belief system. It gives the mind is going to bring this stuff up because it is just a the ego is simply a cyclic reminder. That's all it is. It's not really something. It's, it's not a you that you don't exist. It's just a cyclic reminder. It's meant to create a veil between us and or not us, but the a, and us. It makes us believe that there is an us yeah. and that there is a that a this and a that. When you are able to realize it. OK, hold up. I am not in need. Need doesn't exist. I don't need food. I have it. I am already nourished right now. Do I need it right now? No. No, I'm good. Do I, do I need water right now? No, I'm all right. Do I need any of this? No, all right. But when you, if the desire does come up, food, all right. Well, it'll come somehow, some way. And I can put the actions towards it. Uh, the Kometians have myrrh for love. And the thing about with love, see, people have always associated love with this idea that love is something that you don't have to do. It's not something that you don't have to be or that you be it and that you do it. They don't, they're confused. Yeah. When I studied it, there was two things. You be it and it is an action. The myrrh is a... For the Kometians, it's there's a, a seed, there's a till, and then there's a sprout. Plant the seed, you till it, and then, and then there's a sprout. And a sprout. So that's that's the action. We act from the action comes the from the being comes the action. Yeah. We've had it backwards where we are being where we are acting and or doing then, things. Then and trying to be. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, that was my life for a while, man. Yeah, I can imagine, brother. It's a struggle. But uh, I guess, like, one day, brother, whenever we do have more time and stuff like that, we'll go over the whole experience of, you know, the, the you know, your issues and what you went through, and we'll talk about you a little bit more sometime. Because I'll tell you about my experiences when I went in there. Because, like, it's a, it, today was a first, like, a trial run. Because this is the first time I've ever done any mm -hmm. kind of, you know, talking on a podcast way like that. Because usually I just speak as I feel. And, like, there's so many things that you're supposed to share and not supposed to share because, like, you don't know if it's a, a good time to share those things. But I, I'll get better within time into the next next interview. We'll, we, we'll definitely touch some more bases and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'll probably just write some stuff down that we can chat about as well. Yeah, we sent some, some questions over for, and then um, figure this out. But this, this is a good intro. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that this has helped some people because – there's plenty of people in each of our situations, each yeah. situation. Indeed. You know? Indeed it is. Definitely going through the psych war, definitely going through uh, family, attempting to figure out how to be. 
don't give up. Mm-hmm. Continue to fight. Because you're here. You're yeah, letting the here. people know that there's something out there and there's a reason to live. It there's is. It definitely is. And there is definitely watching you closely. The, the harder you're struggling, the closer he's paying attention to you. Because mm-hmm. he is paying attention to you and everything you feel, he feels. And I, I used to think, like, there's no, there's no way that, you know, only one being can, can hear everyone's feelings and emotions and thoughts as they're going through it. But like, nah, man, it's, it's, it's real. Every mm-hmm. bit of it. We're all connected. And I don't know how it's possible. There's no words for it. But it is definitely real and true. Mm. No fans of us, man. Like, I can't go back to the normal nine to five job. So that's when I haven't worked in three weeks. I'm okay with that. Mm. And everybody else is like, oh, you need to jump back into the mix of a nine to five, five days a week. And that's what happened to me last time. I Mm. lost sight of that because once I got drowned and covered up with that, oh, I got to go to work, got to go to work. And next you know, everything is a blur. And five years went by and nothing got accomplished. Mm. Nothing changed. Mm. Just money, pieces of paper in an account with those pieces of paper a seconds and moments of your life you will never get back. Right. Now, how much is a second of your life worth? Mm-hmm. One second of my life is more than they can pay me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I'd rather struggle to the end and have peace versus, you know, work myself to the, to live easy. Right, right. So, technically, I'd rather, I'd rather this is what I'm doing and I'm on my own path and I'm going to ride it out, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. And I encourage others to stay strong on their path. And if they feel crazy, they're not. That's mm. what it's meant to feel like you're crazy because it's trying to break the reality that you're used to. Mm. And you're gonna see things. You're gonna you're gonna feel different emotions, man. And like, cause I've I didn't even know much about witchcraft until I, I seen it, you know, being done. And I was like, yeah, okay, I don't, yeah, I don't want no parts of that. I mean, I'm okay with the natural order that I have in my body and capabilities. I'm happy with what I have. Mm. At peace, brother. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for. It's amazing how I'm seeing you and you, you've seen peaceful. You feel peaceful. Yes. Right? Yes. And it, y'all don't, don't see, man. This, this brother is, is living peaceful. Living simple. And... In a way, you'd be, they call it, you're living with the Tao. You're living with the, you're living with the hookum. You're yeah. living with God's will. You're yeah. living with all of that. Mm-hmm. And accepting that I, I don't need, right? People will say, I, I, need, I need this lavish food. I need this lavish water. Yeah. Tempting to get my family out of the idea of need. That's why I'm, look, we're going to travel. Y'all are going to see. You're going to see these kids that don't have any, these people mm-hmm. who don't have. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be right there with them, serving them. So that they That's see a beautiful them. thing, brother. Mm-hmm. Extremely a pleasure to meet you as always, brother. Indeed. Indeed, brother. Thank you for being on the podcast. Glad this to be has here. been an episode of Source Experiences. I am you. You are me. We are one being having a human experience. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. peace.